Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, your host. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please, if you get a chance, rate, review, subscribe if you already haven't um, as well. Share with your friends and family and let us know how this podcast is impacting your leadership in a supernatural way. We love to hear the stories. It's so encouraging to see what this podcast has done for so many leaders. Well, today we are diving into part two of something that we started during the last episode, and that was the maturation of leadership. You heard part one, hopefully, and if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back, listen to part one. This is an extension. Um, this is part two. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter. I'm just going to share some quick thoughts with you. I say that now. Who knows how long it's going to actually be, but hopefully this will be a little bit shorter and uh, still as impacting as if it was a little bit longer sometimes and most of the time, honestly, shorter is better. And I try to get these podcasts uh, shorter than they actually are, but sometimes I just can't help myself but giving some more content. So hopefully this is an encouragement to you. Hopefully part one was an encouragement. And uh, let's dive in today to the maturation of leadership part two. In part one of this two-part series, I brought some enlightening truth to some of the most important phases of our leadership maturity, especially when it comes to the beginning stages of our leadership. The goal, as I said, of every leader eventually has to be maturity. And in this two-part series, we are diving right into that. In almost 20 years of supernatural leadership, I have definitely learned some things. And like I said in part one, that that is half or even one-third of many seasoned veterans out there that may be listening. But I'm sharing some things that I've noticed along the way 
And I'm just believing that these will be encouraging to you and even just enlightening or that you'd become more aware of the phase that you are living in right now of your leadership. In part one, we talked about the ideals and illusions of leadership, the naivety of leadership, and the refining of leadership. Today, I have three more points to bring home as we continue. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. We have the ping pong or the ping and pong of leadership. The ping and pong of leadership. We win and we lose. It's very important that we accept that reality. Yes, we will win, but we will also lose. In fact, sometimes the greatest winning in our leadership is just simply getting back up after we feel like we've lost. Sometimes winning isn't actually winning. We think, you know, winning always to be the mountaintop. We got there. We climbed the mountain. We did the impossible. And although that does feel like winning, it does feel like success. It does feel like we have some significance in our leadership. I believe that sometimes winning simply is just getting back up over and over again and persevering even when we feel like we're losing. And I I call it the ping and pong of leadership because I kind of see our leadership like a game of ping pong. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And just like in any game, you are going to win some and you are going to lose some. And hopefully every time you lose, hopefully you get a little better. You get a little wiser. You get, I, I really don't believe that, it, you know, winning gives us the most wisdom. I really believe that it's in the losing, it's in the valleys, it's in the hard times, in the refining, in the fires of leadership that we actually learn some of the most valuable lessons of our leadership. Now, I said it, it, this in part one, and I want to say it again, in the maturing, in the maturing process, we go through many phases, especially in the early years. For maturation to happen, both loss and success need to take place. Let me say it again. For maturation to happen, both loss and success need to take place. In the tension of these two places, there is a natural weathering process that takes place within our leadership. This weathering process toughens up our leadership and prepares our leadership to withstand the seasons that are just around the corner. And as I was mentioning, I call this the ping and pong of leadership because it does feel like sometimes a game and you are going to win and you are going to lose both success and loss will always take place. It's part of the journey and it can feel so up and down sometimes. I mean, we've heard it said it's like the valleys and mountains of leadership. It can feel so up and down leadership feels. I mean, just read the Psalms where you see David, the greatest king that Israel ever had, a man who was after God's own heart, as it says in the book of Acts. Even though he had his failures, even though he had his losses, he also had his successes. He had his wins. He had things that took place in his life where he wanted to hide, things that took place in his life where he wanted to dance. I mean, he had so much ups and he had so many downs. And this is a perfect example of the ping and pong of leadership. When you read the Psalms, you read you read the ups and downs of David's life. 
how he dealt with loss, how he dealt with trouble, how he dealt with, you know, people coming against him, people backstabbing him, how he dealt with his own fears or or how he dealt with celebrating successes, how he dealt with, you know, joy and the feelings of joy when he felt like he had success and he reached that pinnacle moment or that mountaintop experience. I love the book of Psalms because it really gives us an amazing overview of what really I believe every leader goes through at some level, and that's the ping and pong of our leadership. And so I want to encourage you, whether you feel like you're in the ping or pong or whatever, whatever ping represents, let's say ping represents success and pong represents loss, whatever you feel like you're living in right now, the success or the loss that something great is being developed on the inside of you, something that you don't see. And it's often the things that you don't see that are the most important parts of our leadership, the character development that goes deep within our soul, the 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 identity that God is establishing in your leadership. When you're going through a hard time, I know for me, when I've gone through seasons of loss, and I've even shared it, on this podcast and I've alluded to time the time when we lost our facility as a not-for-profit organization and local church we lost our facility to Costco we had basically like two months notice to get out and we became a mobile organization that had no offices you know went from to 13 different venues in three years it was a hard loss we felt like we were starting all over again. But in the process of that loss, there was great success that began to happen on the inside, great winning that began to happen on the inside. And so I look at that season, and I mean, of course, hindsight's 2020. I look at that season, and I'm actually thankful. Now, when I was in it, I wouldn't say that I was super thankful in many, many parts of that journey. But when I look back, I am super thankful because I see what it did for my leadership. I see what it did for the the wisdom that I have now. I see what it did for my character. I see what it did for how I lead people and what's important, what's not important. We're going to get a little bit more into this as we go. But I do believe that every one of us has, and this is just one small story of loss out of thousands of stories. And I could you know, share many, many stories of loss where how I got through it and what came out of it. And I can share many, many stories of what felt successful and what that did for me, or, or maybe even sometimes how the success maybe robbed me sometimes of other things that could have developed in and through my life. Success is not all that it's cracked up to be. Sometimes you get to where you think you want to go and it really wasn't where God was leading you to go. And this is part of the supernatural journey. We often have plans. We have hopes, but in the end, it's God that it's God that orders our steps. And sometimes God will allow us to reach a goal that isn't even his necessarily his ideal for us to show us that this is what his actual goal for us actually is. And sometimes we have to take detours in our leadership journey to get back onto the path that God wants us to get on as a supernatural leader. So we definitely have the ping and pong of leadership. And I want you to identify where you are at in this season. Do you feel like you're in a season of crazy loss or a season of crazy success? Or do you feel like both of them are simultaneous and every time you feel like you have a win, immediately after you have a loss? That could be your journey right now. And that's also part of it as well and learning how to navigate that. And part of this part two is really not necessarily to give you answers of how to 
go about dealing with every single scenario in this season of your life, but just to help us become aware that it's a normal part of our leadership journey. And it's the ping and pong of leadership. Number two, we have the questioning of leadership, the questioning of leadership. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever questioned yourself, your abilities, your skills, or even your entire calling and purpose in life? I I assume that you have at some point. And if you haven't, and you're listening to this, I'm sure at some point you will. Every great leader goes through this. Hard times hit, difficult situations arise, painful moments take place, pandemics, as we've all learned, sweep in and disrupt our whole rhythm of life and leadership. And we wonder if we can handle it all. And no leader, here's the reality, here's the truth. No leader is immune to this challenge within their leadership, the questioning of their own leadership. Now, of course, there is healthy questioning, but there is also unhealthy questioning. Healthy question questioning in that we should be questioning things like, does the situation require my leadership? Or can it can it can someone else handle it? Or have I received the necessary equipping for what I'm currently doing or training or skill set? Or do I need to be more actively investing into this area of my leadership? Where as unhealthy questioning can look like simply beginning to question who we are as leaders simply because we are discouraged and this season just feels so hard. If unhealthy questioning goes on for too long, it can be very, very hard to escape. In fact, it can totally rip apart someone's leadership entirely. And I think that this pandemic has motivated on both sides of the coin, much healthy and also unhealthy questioning of each of us as leaders? Am I doing the right thing the right way or the right thing the wrong way or simply just the wrong thing altogether? This pandemic has highlighted that in an extreme way. This last season has tested with fire everything that we have built our organizations on, our businesses on, our church communities on, whatever sector of society you are in, whatever vocation you are in as a leader This last season, especially if you live in Ontario or other parts of Canada, I know the other parts of the world haven't had it the same way as many parts in Canada, but at some level, we've all been affected by it. We've all been affected by it or even at times infected by the negativity or the questioning that has come as a result or the unhealthy questioning that has come as a result of this pandemic. And so I think this last season has really tested what we have built our lives on. It's just simply magnified. It's magnif- put a magnifying glass of the foundations of what we've built, everything we've built on, whether it's family, relationships, it's magnified the spiritual, so-called spiritual materials that we used to build our organizations, businesses, vocations, careers, churches upon. And when when that fire comes and or has come, it really... Um, If it's not the proper materials, it's going to get burned away or it has already been burned away. And we realize, wow, we didn't build right. We didn't build on the right foundation or we didn't build with the right spiritual materials. And that's why this season now hopefully has caused us to pivot and do things better in the next season. So I want to say this, that the, you know, healthy questioning of leadership in this past season has refined so 
many leaders and how they lead. And I've watched it. It's been incredible to watch as leaders have pivoted and made changes to how they do what they do in business, nonprofit sector, media, education, government, the church, and so much more. On the other side, though, I've seen so many leaders give up, you know, revocate. In other words, changing their vocation, changing their careers, leaving their previous values and faith behind simply because of deep discouragement and despair that really has caused them to question everything to the point of total deconstruction of what they once were and once and what they once knew. And I'm not saying that, you know, we don't go through seasons where we renew our mind. We don't go through seasons where we're kind of reevaluating, but sometimes an unhealthy questioning through deep discouragement and despair, it can really cause our leadership identity to be ripped apart to the place where nothing is left. And we don't even know what we are. We don't know who we are. And it's like everything we built our life on for the last 20 years because of what's happened in the last season felt like has has just crumbled. It's just been burned with the fires of this pandemic. And so this is why I think, um, I think it's so important that we talk about this stuff because so many of us are in this place right now it's the questioning of our leadership and i my hope my hope my prayer for you as a leader as a supernatural leader is that you're questioning your leadership because you want to grow you're questioning your leadership because you want to pivot you want to change you want to morph into the better version of yourself that you want to renew into transformation my hope and my prayer is that you're not so discouraged and so much in despair that you're questioning if you can even handle continuing on and you want to give up and you want to quit. Like that's where questioning the questioning of leadership in an unhealthy way can be very damaging. And so it's normal though. It's a normal part of our leadership. And if you're in that place right now where you are so discouraged, you're so much in despair, who am I? I don't know what I am. I haven't done what I used to do in two years since this pandemic started or, you know, 20 months, whatever the case may be. You don't know who you are anymore. My encouragement to you today is to be aware of where you're at and say to God and ask God, God, would you help me get out of this? I'm aware. I'm currently aware. In fact, I believe we can't move ahead and can't move forward if we do not have awareness of where we currently stand. The Bible says that it, it, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In other words, it highlights it highlights where we currently stand so that we can see where we are called to go. The light unto our path and where we're going and the lamp unto our current space of standing. And if this has been a revealer to you, don't be discouraged. Let it be an encouragement that now you know. And now you know, okay, I need to pick myself back up. This is where I'm at. You know, I've questioned things so much to the place where I don't even know if I have anything left. But let me just encourage you, you do. You're on this, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. Hopefully, the Holy Spirit has led you here. You have a purpose. There's still a plan. God hasn't given up on you, and he doesn't want you to give up on what he has called you to because of a hard season. Hey, everyone. I want to bring an interruption for a short commercial break and ask you a question. Are you interested in diving deeper and not just hearing but recognizing the voice of God? Are you wanting to learn how to incorporate the voice of God into your workplace environment, business endeavors, and or any other sphere of influence you are called to? 
Well, guess what? We, as a supernatural leadership community, have exciting news. As of this fall, we are launching our first online module of our Supernatural Leadership School. These first nine lessons will be focused around the voice of God. I'm so excited about this, as this subject is the core of our leadership culture. This online e-course is for you. It will come with a very detailed workbook manual to assist you with the course, plus lots of other incredible additions. So stay tuned, Supernatural Leadership Community Family, and keep watch at seangaby.com. So number one, we have the ping pong of leadership. Number two, we have the questioning of leadership. And number three, we have the wisdom of leadership. We have the wisdom of leadership. I love it. I love it. And I, I, I don't, I wouldn't have said this years ago, but I, because in the last almost 20 years of, of leadership, I, I, I would say I'm, I, I love it when I've gone through a hard season and I come out totally different because I've done it so many times. I, I realize how much better I get each and every time that does not excuse or make uh, that does not mean it's not hard. That does not mean that I don't have doubts. It doesn't mean that I'm flawless in how I manage the season. But the one thing I do know, and maybe it's cliche, you've heard it. If God has led you to it, he will always lead you through it. And I love the story in the, well, it's in, in many books of the Bible and many of the gospels, but in Mark, the highlighted story in Mark four, where they're crossing over to the other side. And Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. And they cross over this body of water and they land in a storm. The disciples are in a storm and Jesus is sleeping in the boat, in the bow of the boat. He's on a pillow. He's sleeping in the boat. Waves as waves were crashing into the boat. I just picture this scenario like waves are literally hitting Jesus like and he somehow passed out sleeping and the disciples are freaking out. They wake up Jesus. Don't you care that we're perishing? They burn a storm. You told us we're going to cross over. Clearly you were wrong because we're all about to drown. We've been and weathered many storms in our life as seasoned fishermen. But this storm, this was this is next level. Jesus, don't you care? Jesus gets up and he just rebukes the storm and says, peace, be still. And then he really has this conversation and somewhat of a rebuke to the disciples about their faith, their dull faith, their little faith. Like, where was your faith? Do you not remember when I said, let us cross over to the other side? In other words, if I've led you to this moment, you can trust that I will lead you through this moment. And if you break down that whole phrase, let us cross over to the other side, really one of the main definitions without giving you all the the Greek, because I've studied this many times, is he basically says it, it's a it, the, the, the phrase is to let or lay the argument to rest. So he says, let us cross over. There is no argument, it, literally meaning we will cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. We will, the argument is laid to rest, which is why Jesus could rest in the storm. He was literally living in a place of heaven on earth. He was manifesting the prayer of Mark 6, or Mark, sorry, Matthew 6, let my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's rest. In heaven, there's peace. And that's why Jesus could be in peace and rest in the storm, because when heaven 
invades a situation or a moment that feels chaotic and stormy, when heaven invades that moment, it's like peace comes in and changes the whole environment. It removes the storm from the situation. That's why he got up and said, peace, be still. And so I think it's so important that we celebrate. It's like James says, count it all joy when you go through hard times. We learn to celebrate hard times because we know we'll come out on the other side better. If God leads us to it, he will lead us through it. That was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I feel like that's so important for us to hear today on in, during this part two of the maturation of leadership. Now, through wisdom, I've talked about the wisdom of leadership, we eventually start to see the world totally different. This is what wisdom does. It helps us see the world around us totally different, how we lead everything that we do. We see the world different. We act different. We don't see different. We don't act different. But one of the things I love about the wisdom of leadership through experience is that we learn that what used to matter no longer matters. This is huge. If I could tell my 22-year-old self, my old 22-year-old leadership self, what I know now, wow, like uh, I, it, it would be mind-blowing what I could have accomplished. And I'm not saying accomplished in the sense of like it's all about goals being reached and targets being hit, just accomplished in the growth of my leadership and my ability to lead in a healthy way. Of course, I can't do that, but if I could go back and tell my 22-year-old self, Wow, it would be incredible. And this is why we do this podcast, hopefully, to, you know, to to help other people that are weathering similar scenarios that maybe I weathered when I was 22. Now in this stage of life, hopefully I could help others. And even if you're, you know, older than me and you're listening to this podcast, hopefully I could still be a voice to help you in your leadership because we're all in different phases and stages of our leadership. Let me just say this again, though. I think it's really important to bring home what used to matter no longer matters as we grow in the wisdom of leadership. In other words, if I look back hindsight 2020, what I used to focus on as majors now are simply minors. And that's often what happens in the wisdom of leadership is that we learn through time, often through trial and error, often through loss, often through failure. We learn that Things that used to matter that we used to put so much emphasis on that we thought were the most important things that were the major things actually are the minor things. And when you're green in leadership, you think everything is major. You don't really have a balance of what's minor and major. But as you grow and as you go and advance in leadership, you very quickly realize that not everything is major. There are some things that are minor and some things that are major. And if you can focus on the major things and really hyper-focus on those things and less have a less of a focus on the minor things, you will have a healthier leadership balance in life. Wisdom can see with clarity through experience. Wisdom can see with clarity through experience foolishness is blinded by ignorance and doesn't know what it doesn't know. And this is often the challenge of growing as leaders is that sometimes we don't know when we're being foolish and we need someone to come along and wake us up out of our foolishness because we can be so blinded by ignorance. And the truth is, I mean, it's, it's obvious common sense, but you know, foolishness doesn't know what it doesn't know. If it knew it wouldn't be foolish. Right. 
and uh, I love because I love it because wisdom carries a secure confidence that has a stability that is truly attractive. It carries a secure confidence that has a stability that is truly attractive where foolishness can at times look like zeal and hype and that often carries an emotional confidence that sometimes can cross over into arrogance and really is very unattractive. There's a a proverb in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 it says this, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. In other words, wisdom attracts wisdom. Foolishness attracts foolishness. If you walk with the wise, you will manifest and live out wisdom. If you associate with fools, eventually it will manifest as foolishness. You will get into trouble. This is such an important truth that every leader needs to implement and put you put as cement in the foundation of their leadership. We need to always be pursuing pursuing wisdom. Walk with the wise and become wise. Pursuing wisdom. Who do we have in our corner? Who do we have around us? I believe we talked about this last week or a few weeks ago. Um, or a few episodes ago, sorry. Who do we have around us? Who Who is in our corner cheering us on? Are they wisdom? Are they wisdom people or are they foolish people? Now, I'm not saying that we only hang around wisdom people, but I'm saying that the majority, if we want to grow our leadership, we have to hang around the wise. We can have and we can help foolishness hopefully become wise over time. We can we can have influence over people that are living out in a foolish way, living out the leadership in a foolish way. You know, I would say it's most new leaders that are green are foolish in some way and they make mistakes and we as wise leaders can help them grow. And by the way, we're all growing. I think at some level, we all have a little bit of foolishness in our leadership because it never stops. We're always growing. We're always moving forward. I love the fact that Jesus, who uh, personified wisdom, he's wisdom personified at his birth, attracted three wise men. Gifts were brought by three wise men. It was wisdom honors wisdom. I just feel like there's such a powerful, powerful story in the Bible that just exhibits the power of wisdom and how wisdom attracts wisdom and how foolish attracts foolishness attracts foolishness. And as we learn to start associating ourselves with the right influences to take us to the next level in our leadership, we will realize very quickly that um, it really is the key to significance in leadership. So hopefully this is an encouragement to you. I know I didn't share a lot of stories on this episode, but I wanted to make this more short. I know I think we're at like 27 minutes now, somewhere in there. Hope this was an encouragement to you. I want to give you some key takeaways. Once again, this uh, part two was simply just uh, hopefully uh, a short encouragement to help us become aware of the many phases that we may be in right now. We oh, we went we went through six different phases in the last two parts. In part one, we had three phases, and in part two, we have three phases. And let me just outline this part's main takeaway points. Number one, we have the ping pong, the ping and pong of leadership. We win and we lose. It's part of the journey. Don't forget, there will be loss, there will be success, and sometimes even in the loss, that's where we find the most success. Number two, we have the questioning of leadership. We talked about the difference between unhealthy questioning and healthy questioning. We don't want to question to the place of total deconstruction. We want to have healthy 
questioning so we can continue building and advancing. And if we have to take a wall down, take a wall down. But to completely deconstruct and throw out everything isn't God's plan, isn't his heart for our leadership. Number three, we have the wisdom of leadership. And we grow into this over time uh, through experience, but also, of course, through knowing Holy Spirit. He gives us wisdom. He is the spirit of wisdom. And we mentioned Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get into trouble. So the three activations today that I want to encourage you to take part in, number one, it's really a question. Are you in a winning or losing season? And what do you feel you're winning in? And what do you feel you're losing in? I want you to write some things down. Take some time this week over the next seven days. Write some areas of your life that you feel like you're winning and write down some areas of your life you feel like you're losing. And what do you feel is happening in your leadership as a result of both of those areas? Number two, let me ask you this question. Have you questioned yourself in this season at all during this hard season what areas of your leadership have you questioned write down if the questioning has helped you in your leadership or has it held you back in your leadership has this questioning helped you in your leadership or held you back in your leadership answer that question hopefully you'll get some tools to move forward as you answer those questions honestly where do you currently stand are you advancing or do you feel paralyzed in your leadership because you question yourself so much that you feel like everything around you is just simply deconstructing and falling apart? Number three, think back over the last decade or maybe if you're new in leadership, five years, maybe it's two years, maybe it's one year, maybe it's 30 years, depending on where you're at in your leadership journey. Think back over, let's say, just say the last period of time, let it be longer than one year, hopefully. And what would you say the wisest element of leadership that you have learned is in that last season? What's the wisest element or the wisest truth, the wisest revelation that you have of leadership that you've learned in the last 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, five years, two years, one year? What have you learned? Write that down. Because sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to process, become aware, writing it down to realize, man, like I got something to say and I haven't been saying it. I've been holding it. It's been in my heart. I know that I have it. There's wisdom here, but maybe just writing it down is the very thing you need to, de to develop something so powerful in this next season that it's going to help so many other leaders around you. So those are my three activations for you. This is part two of the maturation of leadership. I hope this encouraged you and uh, let's take our leadership into another level of the supernatural in this season. So maturation part two of leadership is complete. Hope these two parts were encouraging to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gaby, and we will see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.